and welcome to episode number 8 of Backing Paper. And as threatened last week, I am joined this week all the way from the Antipodean somewheres by Matthew Joseph. MJ, how are you doing? I'm great, Graham. How are you this fine morning? Uh, I'm or doing evening. Well. <laughs> this, fine, this fine late night, yeah. It's uh, 10 to 10. No, 10 to 11 here. What time is it for you? Uh, 10 to 10 a.m. There you go. See, it's magical. The wonders of time travel around the world. This is fantastic, listeners. This is what you're tuning in for. Um, it's a lot warmer where you are as well, but that's all right. I'm in my little uh, little cubby hole here, and I'm quite snug mm-hmm. and warm now. We have got another crop of fantastic emails this week. Um, so let's just crack straight on with them, I think. Should we do that, Matthew? All right. Let's crack, crack, a, let's crack an email. Let's crack an email open. I'll take this first one because the second one's really okay. long. So I'm going to leave that one with you. All right. Uh, Thank you. One, you're welcome. This first one is from Chris Gray. Chris writes in, Hi, I have been listening to your excellent podcast for the least for at least the past six months and look forward to each new episode. Since retirement... Oh. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, he was warned that you were coming, so he might not be listening to this one. Um, yeah, okay. I have been afflicted with gas and now have more than <laughs> 150 old film cameras and various film memorabilia, collecting cameras that I, in earlier times, could only dream of affording. Naturally, this has led to setting up a darkroom, which also came with a modest outlay, picking up an enlarger in nearly mint condition for under the equivalent of £3. Uh, that's that's not very much money at all. Um, no. No. Uh, instead, I live couple in Switzerland. Yeah, a couple of quid. Um, I live in Switzerland, I think in francs, and therefore seldom convert to pounds. Well, there you go. We all need to go to Switzerland to pick up super cheap enlargers. Mm, I think in francs. <laughs> Is that right? Frank Sinatra, <laughs> Frank Sidebottom, Wiener Schnitzel. I mean, Venus. <laughs> Good. The enlarger brings me to the reason as to why I am writing. Living in Switzerland for now over 30 years, I have picked up enough of the local lingo that I'm just as happy listening to a German podcast or YouTube as I am an English one. One of my favourite YouTubers is a German called S. Schungel who discusses film, cameras and the film news. On the most recent news episode, he filmed an interview with Jakob Kork. <laughs> I'm definitely pronouncing that wrong. Jakob Kork. I think that makes me sound more and more like I'm from Star Wars. Like Kork. Um, K-O-T-R-C A German photographer who has developed an app called Paper Exposer See J-A-K-U-B-K-T-O-C Oh, never mind (laughs) J-A-K-U-B-K-T-O-R-C dot com Um, Please have a look There are a couple of videos in English that explain his new app which I think would be of interest to your listeners it might even be interesting for you to interview her, the gentleman, on your show. His English is certainly good enough, going by the videos on his site. Keep up the good work, Chris. Um, I have not checked this out because I literally just read this email, but that does sound really interesting. Um, uh, paper, because there's been quite a lot of apps for um, just general photography, light meters, pinhole apps, all that kind of stuff. But a, a darkroom app, a paper exposing app, that sounds pretty useful for somebody, especially like myself, who is not great with that kind of thing. Have you even done any darkroom work, Matt? Is that a thing you've gone down the road of at home? I've done... I've, no, not at home. I don't have the space for it at home. But I've done... I used to... Um, I, mean, I did darkroom in high school, but mm. I've done sort of bits and pieces here and there, but I did develop develop my own... Uh, large format negs uh, in trays and stuff a few years ago. So I don't know about, I don't know heaps about printing, but um, yeah, I'm okay with developing negs. I just had to, I just had a look at that guy's site. It, mm-hmm. it might not be correct. It's not coming up, but anyway, Jacob, J A K U B K T well, O R C. Maybe, or it might be, <laughs> or it might be, K-O-T-R-C. There's a couple of spellings of Jacob's name on this email. Oh, it's well. not just my fault. Um, but um, I, th- 
I am a big fan of an umlaut in a name, though, so I did like that. Yeah. Uh, well, thank you very much for that tip, Chris. I will absolutely check that out because uh, that sounds really interesting. And it's always good to hear about new people doing cool stuff. And, um, yes, the, the name of that YouTuber, again, for anybody interesting, was S. Shungul, which is S-H-U-N-G-E-L. Do you think uh, we'll put it in the show notes? Uh, let's not make promises. <laughs> I definitely won't do. <laughs> hey, isn't that a song? Isn't that an album? That's uh, uh, with my life, so um, which is also a song. Um, do you want to take this next one from Tony Skokovich? I got through that. Tony, Tony Skokovich. Yep. Uh, the, the subject line reads: "Hello, Rachel, Aid, Graham, hyphen Jeremy." Ooh, burn. Uh, is that the right? Is that the right email? Yes. Uh, first, I want to thank you for discussing creative rut over the past few episodes let me apologize for the length of what is to follow that's what she said uh, but i felt compelled to share my experience in facing creative dead ends in hope it will help somewhat oh my god this is uh this is a lot for a first timer um <clears throat> excuse me aids challenge not having time and just being plain busy for artistic endeavors resonated with me in my world work Travel is the norm. Spending days and weeks on the road away from home not only limits the time for artistic exploration, but also alters the family time and life. This gentleman appears to be on the road a bit. Um, <clears throat> as photography is mostly a refuge from high level and is mostly a refuge from high level and intensity of human interactions, I do at work and enjoy it, not, don't get me wrong, tend to photograph places that are quiet and for the most part people-free. I find a strange sense of calm and rejuvenation when alone with my thoughts, as we all do. Uh, this, however, is hardly possible with a busy schedule that includes a lot of air travel. I often find myself in a general funk that typically reflects in no desire to create anything other than opportunities to sleep. Sound familiar? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I love me some yeah. sleep. Yeah, sleep, sleep, good. Mm, no sleep, no good. Uh, so about a year ago, as I was getting ready for yet another trip, I decided to bring a camera and two rolls of film on each of the trips I go to. Initially, I thought about making a life on the road in inverted commas, which I'm adding myself in the air, narrative. An essay on the good, the bad, and the ugly of business travel that a lot of uninitiated seem to envy. Uh, but that pretense faded quickly over the last year and close to 50 rolls, mostly of HP5. I found a different outcome. 10 minutes here, half an hour walk there, a short detour, nothing premeditated or planned. Basic idea was to have that film camera with some black and white film around as a sort of journal of thoughts from frozen fields of indiana over to desert gardens in arizona and any other point in between ability to spend a few minutes just following what i was looking at has helped if nothing else when in a corner there is always opportunity to revisit any one of these and at a minimum ask yourself why on earth did i photograph this Thoughts, Graham? Uh, well, to be honest, at the moment, I'm just really enjoying the reading style. Uh, it's very much another name of the actor has completely gone out of my head. <laughs> but there's some really good random pauses going in, uh, which is it's a really interesting flow. What is the name of that actor? Um, Christopher Walken. Christopher Walken, thank you, oh, yes. <laughs> it's the Christopher Walken School of Email <laughs> Reading. <laughs> Uh, I'm not good at I'm not good at punctuation. Either that, or the, you're actually Google Translate and you're reading for me. Anyway, carry on. This is very good. <laughs> I'm glad I gave you the longest one. Oh, oh my god, making me work. What will come? Making me work. This project. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> what will come of this project? Don't know. <clears throat> Excuse me. What will come of this project? Don't know. Is it even a project? Does it matter? But I 
now have a body of work that can be revisited, edited, and shaped into something. What I really wanted to share are conclusions that I have made after a year of doing this. I am less stressed about not having a project or getting out every day. At minimum, at a minimum, there is always an edit to do on a dark, gloomy day. Worst that happens, I can chuckle at what I tried to do, which is sometimes as good as gold. Uh, after a while, the process is almost more enjoyable and relaxing. Uh, letting your mind go, even at a scene as mundane as a hotel room, is liberating and rejuvenating. Oh dear, I pressed a, a bad button. <laughs> uh, and I'll just make the text a bit bigger because I feel like I'm... Anyway, sorry, you got to do some editing. I hope you're enjoying this. I'm not editing any of this. I hope you're enjoying this. Oh. <laughs> well, I'll drop a F-bomb and you'll have to edit that. I'll get edited. What? Do not think I'll edit it in a way that is good for you. <laughs> All right. My rules of the road slash very minimalist setup. Always have a camera ready in my travel backpack. It is a Nikon FM with a 35mm prime lens. That's Aid's favourite focal length. Uh, always have a roll of black and white film loaded. You never know, even on the plane. Usually it's HP5, but now I am just working through my fridge, so it is whatever, part of the adventure. Uh, have an idea going into it, but just photograph whatever attracts your attention. There ought to be a reason for it, even if it is for a good laugh, especially if it is for a good laugh. Have a notebook. I use field notes due to their compact size, but whatever, but sorry, but that is truly whatever and take notes. Sometimes there are more creative, there are more creative than photos themselves. It goes on. Uh, sorry once again for a long note. Yeah, well, we'll discuss that. Uh, but please, but just wanted to share this approach. Now I'm falling apart, Graham, I'm sorry. Now as I stare at the three flights and as many time zones on a long travel slash meeting day, I'm debating whether to bring a flash or not uh, so I can do some hotel room still life on this go around. Thank you for creating this community and all the effort in sharing your thoughts and experiences. Very uplifting and motivating. Keep it up, Tony, with an eye. Thank you very much, Tony. And thank you very much, Matthew. You can go and sit back down with the rest of the class. Now, you did very well in your class reading assignment this week. <laughs> can I have a lolly now? <laughs> you can have your glass of milk and the cookie at break time like everybody else. Um, and a baseball bat. <laughs> that was very good. Uh, I, I enjoyed that email. Um, uh, that idea of taking the time that is eating into your photography and making it into potentially photography time is a really, really solid plan, especially if you can make that work. Um, it's, yep. it's, it's certainly easier said than done, but uh, having a camera with you all the time is certainly a very good way to start. But I think, as Tony has talked about here, going that extra step and actually thinking about what you could do rather than just having the camera there think well okay what could i do with this camera whilst i'm out there will get you a lot further because i mean i have a camera in my van all the time and it very rarely gets used because i'm kind of relying on inspiration to strike but if you force the inspiration a bit if you think about well what when i get to somewhere what could i do then um i think you'll get a lot further do you tend to travel with the camera in the car matt oh look i used to keep I don't really, you know, I, I commute. So I usually have a camera with me of some kind, even if it's just my phone, that's always handy. Um, I used to keep a, I used to keep my Olympus Mew2 RIP um, in the door of my car when I was a um, driver, um, just for, you know, the odd shot here and there. And yeah, look, I've, yeah, I think, and also in, um, in Tony's email, I think it's just a, a case of making, you know, he's obviously, they are obviously, you know, needing to schedule some time uh, in their in their life to to not work, to be creative. So, you know, it's it's probably difficult when you're on the road to, and, and you're on the road for work. Um, you know, you, you'd obviously be quite, uh, 
you know, involved in, in your job a lot. And that's probably important to put a bit aside for, you know, for you, basically. Mm. Yeah, I, I think it is a thing you have to plan in. I think if, mm. if you just go, well, I'll have some relaxed time and I'll do it then, you're probably going to get that relaxed time and just want to do nothing yeah. because you've been on yeah. road. So maybe you do need to kind of go, no, this is a thing that I'm going to do. This is on the schedule. You'll enjoy it when you're doing it. You'll relax whilst you're doing it. But I think maybe actually plan it in properly rather than just going, well, when I got some downtime. Anyway. Yeah. Um, next email from our good friend, Jeremy. Uh, Jeremy writes in, Dear, <laughs> Dear Il Fait de Soleil, just a quick one to say how much I enjoyed the recent episodes. Claire was a delightful guest. Listening to her talking about her work reminded me of that by Cindy Sherman. I tried to contact Claire by, via her website, but the messaging thing doesn't work. Uh, I sent her a tweet but had no reply, so I don't know if she got that. Anyway, if you can, let her know. I'd appreciate it. Um, she may well know of Sherman's work, but if not, then pass on my recommendation. Uh, Cindy Sherman's a very good recommendation. Um, so, yes, I will make sure to pass that on. And uh, broken website messaging is certainly a thing that I am more than familiar with. Not with the Sony 16 messaging. That actually works, as the last two emails are testament. But my own website is a disaster of communication. In fact, I don't think there's any way of getting in touch with me via my website or seeing my email address or a phone number, which, considering it's a business website, is poor. Uh, <laughs> oh, it's, 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 my, it's the case for my website as well, but that's intentional. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I'm, I'm supposed to be trying to build business through my, in my gardening career, but uh, who wants to? Oh. Um, continuing, Graham's chat with Alex Purcell on this week's Backing Up was really good. Alex is such a nice bloke. When we met at the photography show in March, we had a good conversation, which I very much appreciated. Uh, he would have met us in Bristol if he's known um, to be honest I think Jeremy might have got quite frustrated with the amount of doing absolutely nothing but sitting in traffic we did uh, as it was he says I went into town and bought a roll of E100 and also a bold axe camera which would qualify for the crap shots challenge it's cheap shots Jeremy you know that as it only cost a tenner um, so there you go that's a good buy there I like those old bold axes uh, isn't the crap shots challenge a uh, competing Crap camera Yeah, exactly. There's a crap camera challenge. Listen, Jeremy, this is all about branding. We, when we start making an absolute fortune <laughs> on selling all the merchandising, which um, Anil at great length told us we ought to do after recording last week. Um, <laughs> a mercenary capitalist that he is. Uh, and also aid is. I was, it, was, it was quite harsh, listeners. Pity me. Um, <laughs> anyway, Graham mentioned something else which resonated with me. There you go, I'm good at this. Um, some oh, yeah. months ago, I was thinking about the rash of new analogue podcasts and their heritage. I thought of the family tree of podcasts. Of course, the granddaddy of them all is the FPP. Uh, incidentally, listeners, and I was talking to uh, Matthew about this beforehand, but um, the FPP, Mike uh, and um, John and Mark, put out three shows over the... Uh, um, what is it, Thanksgiving uh, in America, put out three shows on the bounce and um, they're great, very good. And the last one in particular, <laughs> it, as I put on the tweet, I think at the time, it's a bit like a fever dream because there's some great editing of some very weird sound bites in there and I very much enjoyed it. So check those out, uh, definitely worth a listen. And there's some really good field reports as well on there. So well worth a trip. Uh, anyway, where were we? There were others too which came along after that but didn't stay at the course. Then, leading the next generation is your own uh, excellent organ. Oh, don't like that. Um, I know that it is uh, you who inspires the likes of Mike G. To, I don't think he was us inspired by anybody, but uh, inspired anybody but uh, um, to produce the Neg Pause as well as others, including Neil P. and Andrew B. It sounds like a poor boy band, doesn't it? Mike G., yes. Neil P., and Andrew B. Um, yeah, it, it needs to happen. But yeah, there's been a nice snowball effect. You know, I think, and as I've said before, I think the thing which has really helped uh, make these podcasts happen is is Anchor. Um, I think making the barrier to entry that much lower. Um, yeah. So as I see it now, there are three generations of podcasts, perhaps four, if you think of how uh, Mike Gutterman has shown the way through the Anchor thingy, uh, leading, leading to Michael M. and Neil P.'s effort. I've for a very long time thought about it, but that's as far as I've got. Some people plan things. I think about planning things. Uh, though that was a lovely email there from Jeremy. Thank you very much, Jeremy. Um, yeah, the the heritage of the podcast. I mean, 
the FPP, I think, for all of us, um, anybody who's making a podcast now, uh, was a big inspiration and just showed it could be done. And I think everybody who has come along after then has drawn, not necessarily drawn from them, but drawn the idea that it can be done from them. And as I said last week, and I won't go any more about this, but it's great hearing the new voices that are coming out there. And then there's so many good shows. Um, we were talking before the recording about Studio C41 and the Analog Talk mm. podcast, and the Classic Lenses yeah. podcast, and um, the Homemade Camera podcast, and so many shows, so many shows. And you can... The nice thing about having such a good selection is that as a listener, you can find the voices that resonate with you. You can find the people that you enjoy listening to. Whereas before, <laughs> when it was, you know, just the FPP and us for a short while, I was like, well, it's one of these two. <laughs> and if you don't like either yeah. of those, then it's tough luck. Um, so yeah. it's great. That it's it's iTunes. It's iTunes for you. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, you did podcasting for quite a while, didn't you? How long did yours last for, Matt? Oh, yeah, it it lasted uh, uh, six months or so, but that was uh, week almost weekly episodes mm-hmm. for six. Yeah, I think I did. You yeah, know, it's it 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 spread. It got spread out a bit. I think I got up to sixteen episodes, and it, I loved recording them. I loved hanging out with my friends and talking about photography. I did not enjoy editing the. Uh, the audio, um, but I think when I'm ready to take up the reins again, I will not bother about editing too much. <laughs> well, look forward to that, listeners, or don't. <laughs> Either way, yeah, there'd be a lot of ums, a lot of ums and yes. Well, you know, people can make a good soundtrack from the ums and the yes. Um, yeah, <laughs> um, yeah, um, um <laughs> something for all the family. Anyway, moving on. Um, I, actually, I'll take this next one just because I've been in chat with you and you can take the one after. And also, this one's another long one and I don't think I trust you with another long one. Um, oh, thank you. This is an email from a gentleman called Rasty. Uh, Rasty, apologies if I've still pronounced your name wrong. You did try to explain it to me, um, but uh, I'm dense. Uh, Rasty and his brother, Ari, are just starting a new film supply service in the UK called, quite appropriately, the Film Bros, uh, and this will have actually launched, by the time you hear this, listeners, this will have launched on December the 1st. So um, he got in touch on Instagram and just said, oh, you know, we're doing this and we wanted to let you know. And I said, send me an email because I will forget everything you've told me. So here we go. Film Bros! We are two brothers, big brother Rasty and little brother Ari, hence the name Film Bros. We brainstormed for ages and couldn't think of a better name. I mean, I like film bros. Um, we are very much part of the Instagram generation of young-ish people who fell in love with film after getting bored of digital and prefer the richness and process of shooting film. Whilst Ari still occasionally shoots on an Olympus Micro Four Thirds camera, I don't shoot digital at all anymore except for the odd photo on my phone. That's such a big brother thing, isn't it? Throwing shade on his younger brother. Yeah, he still uses the digital sometimes, but I don't. Neither I don't know, us... I'm an only child. No, really? That's a shock. Um, carrying on. <laughs> Neither of us have had a conventional upbringing into photography. I only got into photography because I started a music blog quite a few years ago and didn't have anyone to take photos of the artists I was interviewing or the gigs, festivals I was reviewing. It was a steep learning curve, but once I managed to get a real grip on shooting with a digital SLR and and editing on Lightroom, I realised my favourite photos were the ones I took on single-use film cameras that I used to take as a backup. That was my entry to film, and my love for it has grown from there. I particularly love cheap, badly built plastic cameras you can pick up at a charity shop. Ari got into it because I wouldn't stop banging on about it, and he realised how much fun it was. Our aim with Film Bros is to really grow it into a hub for photographers that are starting out with film and don't know where to start. There is already a large group of self-taught young photographers documenting the subcultures in our big cities and a lot of them are experimenting with film and we want to help make that group bigger. We also want to get more young people, especially inner city kids like ourselves, into film photography for the first time. 
We've had some discussions to start working with the lovely people at the Bright Rooms in Peckham to get young people shooting with their local shooting their local area in South London with single-use film cameras that we will donate and come back to Bright Rooms to process their film and learn how to use the enlarger and chemistry to transfer their images to paper. Bright Rooms run film developing and darkroom workshops as well as a studio, a photo studio. And all Film Bros customers get 10% off their workshops if they want to try their hand at it. Um, for listeners who don't know, Bright Rooms is a, a new dark room that was set up in uh, Peckham in London. Uh, the only reason I can remember that is because that's where Only Fools and Horses is from. Uh, my knowledge of London is very poor, but that's where Only Fools and Horses is from. Um, and it's really cool. And they're doing a lot of really cool um, community engagement there. And I'm really hoping that we can get down to visit them and kind of do an on-site visit at some point. Um, that's a, a dream of mine for this next year, but really cool. And if you're in London, you need to check out Bright Rooms. Anyway, carrying that- on. Sorry, it's David Jason. Is it, that was David Jason. Is that Del Boy? Is that that show? Yes, Del Boy is was part the of tall Gin- and Horses. <laughs> the tall, the tall ginger, the tall ginger guy. Uh, yeah, Rodney. Oh yeah, yeah. He's yeah. the other guy. neither neither Del Boy nor Rodney are involved in Bright Rooms. I feel I need to make that very clear. Um, okay. Uh, da, da, da. Oh, sorry. Um, they uh, they run kids kids workshops too that are super fun for kids aged eight years and up. My little ones loved it. We've also partnered with the lovely people at Photographique in Bristol to offer our customers a ten percent discount with them if they want to get the film processed and scanned. Whilst big cities tend to still have a few labs, the mail order option that Photographique offer is great value and convenient for photographers that find it is a bit more difficult to get to a lab. Photographique. Um, Photographique. Film rolls! At launch, we will be stocking about... We will be stocking about 60 <laughs> films from all the big names, such as Kodak, Fujifilm, Ilford, Lomography, Polaroid and Cinestill but we will stock a lot more once the dust has settled from our launch. If there are any smaller manufacturers out there that want us to stock their film, please get in touch. We especially want to hear from anyone that's got any new emotions in the pipeline. Signing up to our mailing list gets everyone 10% off their first order and remember to follow us on social media uh, and it's Film Bros UK on Instagram and Facebook uh, and Film Bros HQ um, on Twitter. Uh, so that's as it's spelled F I L M B R O S U K on Instagram and Facebook, and Film Bros HQ on Twitter. Not Film Bros UK, unfortunately. Do they uh, send to Australia? Oh, I don't. I don't know. I mean, this is just starting <laughs> off. And it will probably take them a little while to get things organised, just as it did with Analog Wonderland. Um, but you know, they are focusing on the new starters, on the younger generation, on and, the, and engaging with that because that's that's their audience, that's that's their peer group. And mm. I am much though I hate young people um, for having all of the youth. I do love seeing what they do with it because they because they make far better use of it than I would, to be honest. I mean, I would, I would waste it if I had it. I wasted it first time around. I waste it second time around. Um, so please do check out Film Bros UK, guys. Um, as it says on here, sign up to their mailing list. You'll get 10% off their first order. Check them out. Spread the love. And um, yeah, I know that we already had this year, we had the wonderful Analog Wonderland start off, but we're definitely, much like with podcasts, not at saturation point. There's room for more on here, and especially yeah. when they're doing something interesting. Uh, and also, um, the Film Bros guys, Rasty said he would give us a £25 voucher as prize for the Cheap Shots Challenge this time round, which is lucky oh. because they will be far more organised with it than me because the poor people who <laughs> won the last round are still waiting for me to send them stuff. Now that I've moved house, guys, that's going to happen. I promise. Soon. <laughs> I was yeah. going to say real soon. Let's leave it at soon. But I have not forgotten and it will happen. Um, what did, you had a you had a big roll of film or something you were going to divvy up, is that what? Yeah, the... exactly. So I've now my dark room shed. Okay, this is very exciting. Tangent. Um, here we so, go. Here we go. Buckle up. Um, I am going to have a dark room shed and the shed Ooh. arrived on Wednesday and it's called, it's Ooh. a beast shed and it's a great shed. Um, 
and now I just need for some time and some dry weather to line it properly and stuff. It's not going to have water in there, unfortunately, which is a bit of a jip, but I'll, my enlarge has already gone in there and everything like that. So I'm very excited to get that going. It'll probably be after Christmas before it's fully uh, a fully operational Death Star. But, um, but still, it's going to give me a dark space so I can start unwi unwinding all of this stuff. Uh, You're going to pour a slab? Am I going to pour a slab? Yeah, concrete. No, you no, it's, it's, uh, it's already down, mate. It's done. I, this is a quality oh. shed that I, I, that I didn't put up, which is why it's quality shed. Um, right. But yeah, anyway, Film Bros you're UK. Not familiar, mm. Port, you're not familiar with pour a slab? It sounds like a euphemism to going to the crapper, so no. That's <laughs> <laughs> a, a bad That's experience. A bad, you, you don't even want to think about what that... Yeah, exactly. Um, right, this next one. From Hillary Clark, okay. please, Matthew. Okay. And do a better okay. job of reading this time. <clears throat> Hillary Clark. Hillary Clark. Dear Sunbeams, AIDS' recent discussion, discussion on projects and getting stuck into them really struck a chord with me. I seem to procrastinate at every stage of the process. I struggle to find a theme. Then, even if I do hesitate to start, in case... I can't do the idea justice. Oh, welcome back. Fudge this up. <laughs> See, if I tried to do a Christopher Walken impression, I wouldn't be able to do it, but I'm more than happy to uh, wreck people's emails. Uh, even then, when I do eventually start, I find I put off editing the various parts of it dot dot dot. Well, you get the gist. I just put things off forever. I know it's crazy, and I should just crack on with it apologies for my inability to read this morning it's got nothing to do with the events that transpired last night uh, so in the event so in the spirit of tell the world about it and you have to do it here's an outline of what i'd like to achieve <clears throat> My dad recently passed away, sorry to hear that, and I've inherited his cameras, boxes full of his boxes full of his photographs and generally his love of all things photographic. Oh, you gave me another long one. You're a cruel man. He wanted to be a professional photographer, but for one reason or another this was not to be. He started experimenting at school in the late 30s with a quarter plate Chapman field camera. He took some double exposure self-portraits and photos of household objects and one or two of his school class. My dad was given this camera by his uncle, who knew that dad was fascinated with photography and thought that he would put it to good use. It, belong, it belonged originally to dad's grandfather, and we think it was made around 1900 when my great-grandfather would have been in his 40s. He was a man of many interests, photography and clockmaking being some of them it is a quarter plate 3.2 inch by 4.25 inch field camera made by jt chapman of manchester mahogany with brass trim and fastenings i did promise i wouldn't do accents i apologize uh, <laughs> i don't think anybody would have noticed that don't worry manchester <laughs> very good very good uh it has rack and Opinion focusing. The model is called the British. Uh, any thoughts so far, Graham? No, it's good. Not, it's, not, it's, on, really not on my reading. <laughs> uh, not that I want to bring up at this point. I don't. I don't want to knock your confidence when there's still half an email to go. But he's. Did she say that her grandfather built it? And he is he J T Chapman. I think I've heard of them. No, I don't think I don't think um, his uh, or her grandfather. I think he just owned it. Uh, oh, okay, all right. But he made cameras, but not this particular one, by the sound of it. Uh, I, just carry on reading. I think you're confusing oh, yourself as well as everybody else. Confused about everything. Don't worry. Uh, <clears throat> Dad went on to be an official World War Two photographer with the Eighth Army, and I have many of his wartime photos. That's cool. And I'm not sure what camera he used for the wartime ones, but I do have another little folding camera, which could be the one he used at the time. It was probably a little uh, Kodak pocket folder of some sort. Um, I would like to do something with his photos, but I'm unsure as how to present them. I'd like to add 
something of myself to the project and I thought one way forward would be to attempt to take some photos myself with the field camera which I now have in my possession. I made a Flickr album of the camera a few years ago. There is a URL that Graham will put in the show notes but if he doesn't I will put that on the website I promise. Uh, I did get it working a while back with the help of a friend and took one picture of my windows. Yes, I read that correctly. The bellows have deteriorated even more since then. I don't know enough about large format to get it working by myself. Exclamation mark. I feel like Victor Borger just then reading out the uh, punctuation. Uh, it is a beautiful camera. It has its own wooden tripod. I know Rachel would love the tripod. Rachel loves a bit of wood tripod. Uh, but the bellows needs fixing now and the shutter mechanism has corroded. Uh, so I'm wondering if you guys or any of the listeners know of anyone who restores bellows and very old cameras like this one. Uh, do you think it's feasible to get the camera functioning again? Also, if you could give any guidance on how I can showcase my dad's work, but also add a bit of me in there too. Any advice would be very welcome. And now I've told you about it. It's a step nearer actually to actually happening. Many thanks. Well, Ian Fleming. well, that was that was wonderful, Matthew. I'm afraid uh, you failed the audition for this audio book, but please do try again and come back to us in the future. <laughs> what did I do wrong? No, nothing. It was lovely. Um, okay. Uh, Sorry. I, I loved but... hearing about that stuff. Um, mm-hmm. So I suppose there's two things from there. The first one mm-hmm. is about getting the camera repaired and functional. Um, yeah. That's quite a specialist thing. I, I I do think it's probably still quite viable. Certainly the bellows, uh, I think getting bellows repaired would not be that hard. I think there's probably a few people. I mean, I, I, I don't know, but I'm suspecting yeah. that there will be some listeners who can get in touch who do know um, about getting yeah. the bellows repaired or completely replaced. Um, yeah. Making bellows is not an impossibility. Mm. The shutter is more of an issue, um, depending on how corroded it is, but maybe it's something that you could wholesale replace, um, depending on the way that the camera's set up. Um, So I know we've got listeners who shoot large format. Uh, If anybody can point uh, us and Hillary in the direction of somebody who could help with that, um, maybe Lyndon at at, um, Lyndonium Cameras can offer more advice on the repairs, I know that large format is not something he particularly specialises in, but I know he also knows a lot of people who do different repairs around the country. But I definitely think it's worth persevering with. Um, and those old cameras, I, I don't think getting the bellows done would be a hugely expensive thing. And if the lens is still good, then hopefully getting the shutter replaced wouldn't be a major problem for it. But um, yeah. you got any thoughts on that, Matt? Have you? I was around? just thinking. I was just thinking. Um, the chap whose name eludes me for the moment, uh, Cameradactyl. He's um, very knowledge. Ethan Moses. Ethan Moses. He is very uh, knowledgeable with all things large format. He has uh, answered my inane questions recently about possibilities of getting into large format in the near future. Um, Yeah, he's very knowledgeable, and he's made – I've seen the different bellows he's made for his cameras, so mm-hmm. who knows? You know, it, you know. I guess the the possibilities are endless for getting bellows made. Maybe I've, I'm sure I've seen actually on Flickr. I've watched people build large format cameras over the years, and it doesn't seem to be too complex. It's just the, like a basically a kind of funky origami to make bellows from mm. what I've seen a lot of folding and gluing and pre- putting things in the press. And yeah, it looks like a, it looks like a process. Yeah. I was going to say, an, I was going to say an enjoyable process, but I wouldn't enjoy it, but no. um, it look, definitely looks like a process. But then I think you've got to decide whether you want to, you know, it's nice having your grandfather's camera but at the same time, if it's not in a good way, then, you know, I think you have to decide if you want it to last longer. Like, do you want to have it as an object longer versus do you want to have it as something that you use? Like, 
the more you use it, the more it's going to fall apart. So uh, not necessarily. I mean, the thing about large format cameras is if the bellows are the thing that's going to wear out. The rest of it's made of yeah. wood, um, and yeah. so. I think they can be put back together again fairly solidly, and um, yeah, maybe yeah. you could get, send Ethan some measurements, Hillary, and he could make you some funky uh, bellows out of any material you like. Have very cool stuff. Yeah. Um, the second part of Hillary's email is, of course, about um, yes. displaying the work and and how she could you know get some of her own self into it. And have you got any ideas on that one? Yeah, I've, I've actually done that in a professional level for customers. People have brought me, uh, when I worked in the photographic industry all those months ago, um, I uh, would scan, it was actually quite common to scan people's uh, relatives' uh, little pocket pocket albums. Usually, a lot, a lot of them were from, you know, the, the, the various wars and things. Uh, scan them and then get them into a... A, a, a format that they can use to make a um a photo book um just to preserve them you know like the and these photos some of these photos are 100 years old especially the you know the ones from world war one so uh they'll probably last another 100 but it's nice to have a like a backup if you would of the photos yeah uh, so I've, I've helped i've helped people make little memento uh photo books and then it also gets the photos uh, out there, so I don't know if there are other people in her family that want to see the photos. But you know, I've seen and heard things happen when uh, you know people have passed and they they divvy up the photos, and um, you know, it'd be nice to keep them all together in a little uh, you know yeah. little album or something. Yeah, I like the idea. Putting them together in a, a, yeah. an easily accessible form like a book is a good idea. Yeah. As, as far yeah. as um, Hillary incorporating some of herself and her work into it, I mean, I, I do yeah. think that if you can get that camera working again, I think yeah. that would be really lovely. I was mm. I saw um, an article I can't remember where it was um, recently where a couple of brothers. on the internet you ah it was on the internet yes it was on the internet on the internet yeah. yes i you, saw that if you look there you'll find it um but it, it was of these two brothers who had gone out with photos taken of themselves uh i think it was of themselves when they were kids um yeah. and have then reproduced them sort of 40 years later in the same poses in the same place uh, yes. And maybe you could sort of take an element of that. I mean, depending on obviously not of the wartime photos because you probably can't get a plane to fly over places. But maybe if there's work that is taken around the area where you're still living or something like that, you could go and kind of try and reproduce that now. Or if there's photos of family, even if it's not the same family, but try and kind of put um, the group together in a way that is the same as the photo, so you can kind of have the then and the now together, maybe that could be something. Um, but I think it would yeah. be really nice if Hillary could get some of her work and artistry in there with it. Um, it's a link between these two times. I think that would be lovely. Mm. And it depends where the, um, the the dad served as well. You know, like those – is she English? Did she yes. say she was yeah, from the UK? So, you know, like could be France or Germany if she's in – in the neighbourhood, it's not that far away. Maybe you know, I'm sure these places are marked uh, on maps and things of where these battles took place. You might be able to visit the fields or whatever's there now, and you know, take a more more modern version of the photo if yeah. there's landmarks visible. Yeah, yeah, definitely yeah. worth looking to. But whatever you do, Hillary, please do let us know because that's um, really cool and uh, the. Family photos and things like that are, on the one hand, they are an absolutely fantastic thing to have. Uh, it's lovely looking through them, but deciding what to do with them is very difficult. I, having just moved house now, I've got just my own pictures of, of largely a family, and so you know, and they're in bags and all the Polaroids and stuff like this. And I, I I'm not sure what I'm doing with these. <laughs> What, where are they going to go? What's the plan with them? Because at the moment they're just sitting in boxes and stuff like that. And at some point those boxes will just get dumped on my kids when I'm old and dead. So well, that's your problem, I guess. But um, fun, fun thought there. So that's nice. Um, when you're old and dead. When I'm old and dead. So a couple of weeks time probably. Old, old and dead. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I want to do both at once. 
Yeah. Um, one quick email to finish up with tonight. From oh no! Is it? It's it's all coming to an end. It is. I know. If only there was another long one for you to read, Matthew. <sighs> but sorry, listeners, you just have to uh, go back and try and make sense of the earlier ones to keep your time level up. Um, Ian Fleming writes in, "Dear Sunbeams, really like this. Trying new things, upping the game, and I'm loving the fact that the podcast is less gear related. And I should know. I've got loads of gas." Um, very sorry to hear that, Ian. Can mm. I recommend Ilford? Dunn? I don't think you. I don't think you yelled that loud enough because there's there's some big caps. There are some I big think caps. You, sh- no, you because, should give that another go because people are listening to this and I respect their eardrums and they've already had to listen to Christopher Walken reading out emails. So um, you can only do to- so much to a listener's patience. Can I, Ian continues uh, after that rude interruption from Matthew, can I recommend Ilford Delta 3200 for this time of year, especially in 120? Uh, Oh, and follow-up email. If you use a TLR regularly, the reversal of the left and right is no longer a problem. Your brain learns, and I don't even notice it now. Thanks from Ian. So this uh, is particularly in relation to uh, last week's Sunny 16 podcast, where we, of course, had Anil join us uh, uh, to lay down the law on pushing ourselves creatively and um, making an effort to try new things. Uh, and at one point, he was saying how much he disliked using twin lens reflex cameras because of the fact that when you look down and you want to move slightly to the right to frame something up it's all reversed and it can take a bit of getting used to um but i'm i mean i don't shoot a lot with a tlr but even i don't find it that much of a problem and i'm sure if you're somebody like um johnny sisson who has shot with his rolliflex for years it's just second nature your brain automatically corrects for it so um yeah sometimes i think you just need to persevere with things like that you shot much with a TLR, Matt? Yeah, I got a Yashica D mm-hmm. that I uh, was my first medium format camera and uh, still have it after not owning it for a couple of years. I managed to buy it back from the guy I sold it to. Um, but yeah, I haven't used it for the last maybe five years or so, sitting on the shelf, lonely, looking longingly at me when I leave the house. But um yeah, I was actually thinking the other day, oh, actually, I was thinking uh, after hearing Anil talking, I was thinking, you know, hey, I'm going to go out and use a TLR because I can. Yeah. The, um, thing, <laughs> the thing with the TLRs, yeah, it, it's a, in some ways, it's a bit like the that thing of, well, you should try shooting film if you're just shooting digital. Why? Well, because it's a different experience and it'll make you approach things differently. And that's exactly what it is. Everybody should at least have a go with a TLR or something like uh, Hasselblad, you know, something where you can look down to compose just to try it because it's a different experience and maybe you'll hate it and maybe you'll love it and maybe you'll be like, oh yeah, this is okay. But it's just a different experience. The whole flow of shooting is just a little bit different. Um, I I love seeing those images on the um, Fresnel glass, just, you know, as you're focusing, it just looks fantastic. The world just looks wonderful through a viewfinder on those things. Ram, I'm, I'm so, ex- I'm so excited. I'm gonna go get my TLR right now. He's gonna get his big old D out. Sorry, <laughs> he's, he's gone. Oh, well, here we go, listeners. I'll just uh, fill um, for the next. I don't know where he's even gone to. I'm hoping it's still in Melbourne. Australia's quite a big place. If he left it in the outback, he could be quite some time. Uh, let's hope a dingo didn't steal his Yashica. Are you I'm back? back? Oh, good, good. Are you back with your big old D? I got my my big the the D town the D here. Look, it's me opening and closing the waist level finder. Oh, she's a bit dark. Gone a bit dark. Oh, I'm, I'm sorry, sorry to hear that. I'm very sorry to hear that. Well, so are you going to take that out today? No. Oh, good grief. It's Saturday. <laughs> it's Saturday. It is a lovely, hot, sunny day in Melbourne, from what I understand. It's 31 Saturday. degrees, according to your lovely partner earlier. Um, yeah, so, she did say that, she? Yes, she I did. Won't be, I won't be using Delta 3200, I know that much. You will not. No, you will not. Well, I'm glad to hear that you've got yours out. And uh, yeah. I got my D out. Got your D, like your neighbour earlier. Um, 
<laughs> and so yeah listeners if you get a chance to try out a tlr and the one thing and we've, i know we've talked about this on the, the podcast before now um do try a decent one do try a yashika or a roly or um you know there's plenty of good ones out there they don't have to be super expensive uh don't just try a lubitel uh, or a really old um, Voigtlander or something like that and go, oh, this is no good. Because those those are just way harder to work with. It's not that you can't yeah. get good results from some of those cameras. Not my 166B. That's a piece of crap when I may have covered that in the past. Um, but because of the way the viewfinder on those works, they're just a bit of a nightmare. They really are hard to figure out what's going on. Um, but the Yashikas, the Rollies, um, what the, the uh, Flexoret that um, checks the mm. one I've got, um, yeah, those those are definitely worth a look and just have a play. Borrow one if you can't. Maybe that's the best thing to do. Borrow one first and see if it's any good for you. But they're fun. And the 6x6 format is fun. Yeah, nice try. Good. Um, Good for um good for street photography too because of the uh your the lower the lower angle mm. slightly lower angle and you're not bringing the camera up to your face which is usually a um a a, a sign for people to uh, get defensive about yeah. a photographer being nearby. Yeah, the lower the lower shooting level is quite an important thing because it does that mm. is instantly going to change the aspect of all of your shots. I mean, yes, you can get lower with an SLR, obviously, yeah. um, but yeah. you're automatically lower. And I've found in the past when I've been out with a TLR, uh, they're a conversation starter because you're using oh, yeah. a bit different. Um, mm. People will go, "Oh, my grandfather had one of those." Yeah, um, and. Mm-hmm. And once you've got that, you know, maybe that's a way into going, oh, well, I can take your picture with it if you want. So it can be quite a good yeah. icebreaker. Um, and oh, yeah. no SLR is ever going to do that job in quite the same way because people have to be pretty switched on to go, oh, that's a film SLR, isn't it? And even more switched on to care. But if you've got a TLR or something like that, people are going to take notice and be interested. Um, yeah. That is it for emails this week. Uh, Matthew. You are responsible for two things in the Sunny 16 world. You take care of our Uh-oh. website, for which I am truly mm-hmm. thankful. And you make sure that the show notes go up every week and there's a post on there, um, which I was yeah. very bad at. So thank you for that. And you put some very good pictures yeah. up there. I, I enjoyed this week's <laughs> with the goose and the jar of tea. Goose myself. curry. Goose curry. Uh, listeners should um, wind back a few weeks to uh, the... What was the show called? Slam Dunk, the photographic funk. Um, oh yeah, for a lovely bit of Photoshop work there with Aid's face in it, which you, I I didn't realize until I had a second look. But find the, find the po- the picture for that post. It's quite enjoyable. Um, the other thing you are in charge of is the Flickr page. What's happening oh. with the Sunny Sixteen podcast Flickr page? Not much. Oh, Matthew, Matthew, I've Matthew. Tr- I, look, I'm. I'm disappointed, to be honest. You're I'm disappointing, to be honest. Oh, harsh. Uh, I I gave it a crack. I uh, I gave the community some, uh, uh, you know, some uh, some forum for discussion or sharing of photos, and it wasn't mm, appreciated. Uh, <laughs> so. I have since well, I've been on a bit of a photographic, uh, not a funk, but I've retired from the photographic industry, and um, photography has taken a back step along with uh, watercolors, and um, the PlayStation has um, come forward a little bit recently. Your main creative venue at the moment. Well, you know, look. Yeah, are we gonna have are we gonna have Fallout Corner? You know, <laughs> Fallout Corner. It's Fallout Corner. Na 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 na. Kill some twelve year olds online. <laughs> uh, um, no, no, I don't think we're gonna have that. But thank you for the thought. Okay, all right. Um, yeah, look, I, Flickr. I look, and there's a lot going on at Flickr at the moment. I think there's a bit of a another exodus of Flickr users due to their um. Uh, price going up again recently and their uh, automated culling of photos if you're not a pro user. So 
my at, at the same time I'm like my heart bleeds for Flickr, but at the same time I'm like, you know, they if you want more people to use it, make it, you know, easier and more friendly to use. Is is uh, did I manage to divert your question well? <sighs> That's fine. We've, we've got Eric on Instagram doing a very good job of engaging with the community there. So we'll just let that go. Um, yeah, I mean, Flickr is for, uh, it, it is in a bit of a state of flux at the moment. It was yeah. bought out by the people who own and, and run Smug Mug uh, earlier mm-hmm. this year. And um, the name like Smug Mug, I mean, <laughs> it's, far uh, out. Smug, Smug Mug's, uh, you know, a nice site, very different from Flickr. I, I mm. have a Smug Mug site and I use that to, kind of share and store, well, mostly store pictures and have them there for sharing with family. Um, And yes, as you said recently, they've announced that the previously... So when I joined Flickr, you could obviously pay to use the service or if you were on there for free, I think you could have 300 photos. It might even have been 200 photos. It was not very many. Um, And I quite liked that in a way because it meant you had to really keep that trim. Um, mm-hmm. And then in a few years ago, uh, they said, oh, no, you can now have unlimited storage on there. Just put as much stuff as you want on there. Please, please, somebody mm-hmm. just care about Flickr. Um, yeah. And now with the new ownership, they're now going, no, we're limiting it to a 1,000 photos. Um, mm-hmm. Personally, obviously, I don't have a problem with that uh, because I don't have that many photos and I can completely see why they're doing it. A lot of people do use Flickr as a, just a dump. They're just like, oh, this is mm. free storage forever. Yes. So why wouldn't you? Um, so no. I I get why they're doing that. Um, the bit that I haven't seen much of is how they're going to get the community firing on all four cylinders again. That's what's been lacking from the conversation. Um, and that's what they need to make work. They need to get the community side going. Otherwise, well, it'll just slowly wind down into even less popularity than it was before. So. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, Flickr back in the day was amazing. Like I mate, I, I'm going to, whether you know, whether you like it or not, I'm going to share a experience of a very, very early Flickr group meetup I had. Uh, I, <clears throat> I was living in Christchurch and was messaged Christchurch in New Zealand. I should probably point that out due to the, location of this podcast um a gentleman who was also on Flickr in christchurch messaged me and said hey do you live up the road and i said uh, maybe and um uh, to cut a long story short he invited me and another Flickr guy over to his house and we had some drinks and um oh here we go uh, other things happened and at the end of the night i was uh hallucinating in front of his TV while he was playing a Pixie concert live and I thought I was at the Pixies concert. <laughs> well, there you go. A glowing recommendation for Flickr there from Matthew. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, unfortunately, I think modern social media has kind of killed that side of things with Flickr. But anyway, well, sorry, mm. Flickr users. If you're a Flickr user and you're um, bummed that this is happening, you know, Matthew tried to get it going, apparently, allegedly. Um, so, you know, if you use the group more, we'll put more energy into it. But at the moment, you'll definitely find far more going on on Instagram and on Twitter. Uh, yeah. So, well, thank you for that field report. Um, we're going to give that a C grade. <laughs> Must try oh, harder. And this audition you. is going badly. It's going very badly. Yeah, it really is. Never mind. Um, Matthew, where can people find you online? Should they wish to, <laughs> should should they wish to let you know what they think of your email reading? Yeah, man. <laughs> Just email photo, f o t o dud at enz photo dude nz. They can they can damn well Google me. There you go. Find him. I, I do every day. <laughs> 
Uh, we will be back later in the week. This week's Sunny 16 podcast, listeners, is going to be the judging of the Cheap Shots Challenge. Um, yeah, I'm really looking forward to having Sandra back on again. Uh, and I'm really excited to see how much of an absolute car crash the judges, um, not the judges, the host pictures are. Because uh, as it stands, my pictures, such as they are, and they are not much, uh, are still on the roll of filming the camera, so I have to get that done tomorrow. And last mm. I spoke to Aid, Aid's plan was to take some pictures on Sunday, give them to me on Sunday, and have me develop them before judging on Monday. Um, I don't know whether wow. Rachel's doing any better. This is not so going to be our finest hour, I think it's safe to say. He passed the buck. He's passed the buck. He gave him to you. He's oh, going to no. give him to you. That, that's his plan. He hasn't taken uh. any yet. He definitely won't be using his cheap shots camera because he does not have black and white film for that. Uh, get, get Controversial. Yeah, get in touch with aid listeners on social medias and just tell him not good enough. Not. He's had a month longer. We've we've all had a month longer. Um, it's it's been a very poor show, but the listener stuff has been fantastic. And as mentioned earlier on in the show, there is going to be. Uh, a twenty-five pound prize, twenty-five gift token thing value prize from the film bros. Uh, so um, everything to listen for. So we'll get to hear what Sandra's probably top ten picks of the pictures are, and uh, it should be good. We'll see how this one goes. It's going to be a different format, new way of trying it. Um, it can only be something, so that's good. Uh, uh, from Matthew and from myself. Thank you very much. If you've made it through to the end, listeners, you are real troopers and we love you for it. Goodbye. Bye. Film bros. I pressed a, bu- a bad button. <laughs> now I'm falling apart, Graham. I'm sorry. Please.